Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Union of your spirit here has caused him to remain. For whenever two or more of you are gathered in his name, there is love. What is God's plan for marriage? Get ready for some real talk straight from the heart. Spirit-Filled Radio is proud to present Wedding Bands, the program that's all about marriage, with your hosts, Deacon Angelo and Cindy Giambroni. Listen as they share their stories of navigating marriage and family life with all the joys and challenges that come with it. Here's your host to get us started. Hi, we are Cindy and, and Deacon Angelo Giambroni. This show is called Wedding Bands. On today's show, we'll be talking about the joys of celebrating the holidays as a couple and as a family, and we'll discuss how we celebrate in our family and how our family of origin has impacted the way we celebrate these events. And before we get started, we remind you that we are not marriage counselors, just a married couple sharing our experiences and those of invited guests with you. And if you like this show, Wedding Bads, please share it with your friends and family. Remember, you can find us on Spiritful Radio or listen anytime by downloading the show as a podcast from that website or wherever you get your podcasts. Deacon Angelo and I start each morning with couple prayer, and we like to start each show with a favorite line from that prayer because we feel that it relates to all of you as married couples. And it's taken from the letter to Hebrews 3.13, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, please help us to remember this as a sacramental couple that every day, as long as this today lasts, that we keep encouraging one another. We ask this through Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Friends and couples listening, the title of the show today is The Joys of Celebrating the Holidays, or more completely, how this joy is found as a sacramental couple. And holidays, Cindy, both of our church and even the, the secular holidays of our community. Yes, Angelo, I think this is going to be a fun topic today Yes, as it brings up those differences between husbands and wives and how our family of origin can impact what we bring into our marriage, especially for family events and the celebration of holidays together. We are sure that you can relate to this as you uh, can remember your early marriage together and how your families of origin may have celebrated holidays differently than your spouse. Is that true, Cindy? And that's true, whether it's a secular holiday like Thanksgiving or a high Catholic holiday like Easter and Christmas. And there's so many holidays that we could have spoken about today. We know it wouldn't be possible in the short time during this podcast today. So we decided just to select a few of them that are important for Deacon Angelo and I and our family. Angela, what holidays would you might like to um, share with our listeners that we put on our list and why we included those as our top holidays in our family? Well, that's interesting. What are the top holidays? I think if you 
looked at your calendar that's kind of hanging on the wall and be loaded with uh, Catholic holidays and secular holidays. So we kind of had to narrow it down, friends listening. And I think for us, at least for this podcast, let's talk about these holidays that of Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and Easter and the 4th of July. It's really a nice mix of holidays, and each one sometimes calls for those special decorations that we and our neighbors adorn our houses with or that are found in our homes. You know, we we celebrate the holidays both internally with decorations or maybe sometimes on the outside of our homes. And Cindy, I think I got the list right, and I know how important the environment is for celebration, you know, the environment being the decorations, right? And it, our family of origins have different approaches to that. And you know the environment being, again, how things are set up from the outside lights or for us, the nativity team set up out front of our home during Christmas and to how the dinner table is set, you know, especially when we have guests over the use of the right plates and the right utensils. And I remember running to the store to get the right colored tablecloths uh, and napkins and all that. And what are your thoughts about that? I do recall early in the marriage, in our marriage, the topic of holidays and how we celebrated them caused a lot of discussions. We had big questions like, well, who's no, fam? And no disagreements. Just no discussion, disagreements. Just no, discussions. just discussions. Yeah. A lot of uh, listeners, a lot of uh, what's that for? And, <laughs> you know, the common people, we always had that whatever that might be. Anyway, go ahead, Sin. So we had big question like, whose family's house are we going to celebrate and visit at Christmas or Easter time? To littler questions like, how is the tinsel supposed to be placed on the Christmas tree? And what about the Easter vigil? And when do we open Christmas presents or go to mass as a family at Christmas time? Mm-hmm. Or that ever big question, do we get a live tree or an artificial tree? Let me think about that one for well, a minute. Something, something you can bag up and store and use again, or something you can you bag up and put in the alley to be taken away. Huh, let's well, talk about it. The question about the Christmas tree has always been a losing battle for me. Everyone in our house wants a live tree, and the bigger, the better. Good grief. Sometimes we can barely get it through the front door. Yeah. So when Cindy and I talk about holidays, I remember our first Christmas tree is a married couple. And we were just starting out and we couldn't afford the store, brought, you know, bought ornaments even. We just had to be very frugal. Would it be frugal? Would it be the right word? That's that's correct. Or very careful or very frugal. And because we had to have money for Christmas gifts that we couldn't afford anyway. That's right. So, we had a budget. Yeah, we had a budget. Yeah. The budget was... Uh, Not... <laughs> the budget was, yeah, the, the credit card limit, I think, back then when we were starting. So we made some ornaments on our own. We decided we could make them on our own, you know. And uh, so we popped popcorn and we threaded the popcorn, mm-hmm. and, which was... Um, Cheaper than tinsel. Very rustic, very genuine. And we even cut out paper chains. Um, you know, we had colored was that construction? Red and green. Yeah. Uh, is that construction paper? Whatever yeah. the paper is. Different colors. You know, like we pick up the, the uh, pad of paper from the hardware store and we made our ornaments out of it, a chain of ornaments. And we still have, we still have some of those ornaments now. We haven't, we kept them, you know, these paper ornaments, right? And Well, we didn't keep the popcorn. No, sorry. <laughs> well, we did decide to splurge on a single ornament 
that had the date of our, our marriage, our first, uh, on it, 1984, and we still have that ornament today. It was the first ornament we put on the tree, and it's fairly simple. It was just a woven fabric ball, styrofoam on the inside. We knew it wouldn't break, and it had a word on it like uh, Merry Christmas or Happy, you know, Merry Christmas for sure. I think it might have had a little sleigh on it, mm-hmm. something like that. And important, of course, the important date of 1984. Which is when we got married. Which is when we got married. And it's also our first Christmas. Same thing. And so Cindy and I had different families of origins. Uh, and as far as setting up the tree, yeah, we had controversy about a real tree versus a real one. And I call, which I call the shiny plastic tree. And we had different families who had, you know, idea of it would come up every year. I remember how you put tinsel on the, on the real tree, however. And in my house, we carefully took strand after strand of tinsel the silver tinsel to put it on the tree and to lay on the branches, you know, individually. We take our time doing it. It was a process in my Giambroni house growing up. But Cindy had a shortcut that I would thought would never, just, it was a brilliant idea. You take all the tinsel out of the plastic package and you make a snowball and you throw it at the tree. That's much easier, dude. And so we had Christmas tinsel snowballs on our tree. <laughs> Remember? And I was like... Is that it? And she goes, what's wrong with that? And, you know, again, I called it the snowball, but there was, it was so, on one part of the tree, there was a very lovely spot of tinsel. Very bright. Very bright and very shiny, silvery tinsel. And uh, yeah, so we had some conversations about it that day, I remember. But friends, listen, you may recall that Cindy became a Catholic after she after we were married. And then I think she welcomed the idea of nativity scenes, on nativity scenes, your cracks and all that mm-hmm. is, is kind of new. You know, it's very common for Catholics, but it was new for Cindy. So early in our marriage, we bought our first nativity scene. And I think almost every year since we've added, maybe every other year or so, we've added another one. So we have quite a collection now. In fact, we have so many that we don't put them all out. Yeah, we have to rotate them year after year. We rotate them. Yeah. And... um I think we should have probably date stamped them or something. Anyway, they fill up our house uh, on Christmas. And we also know couples that, like you, we appreciate the blessing of children when they enter your marriage relationship and how they join in decorating the tree. And we won't talk about cats. We also had cats. And they also like to take decorations off the tree. But That's right. That, But we'll just talk about our kids. So we had to be careful when our kids were little to buy ornaments that wouldn't be breakable. Uh, that would be, and so we had most of our ornaments then. So we transitioned from popcorn and paper chains to plastic ornaments because mm-hmm. of our kids. So we got really fancy, and if they dropped them, they wouldn't break. And so I think over the years we noticed now the kids are adults, and now we have your fancier glass ornaments. Cindy, what do you remember about decorating Christmas trees? Well, when I was growing up, decorating the Christmas tree was definitely more of an informal affair. In my house, we always had the same artificial tree. And this artificial tree actually lost some of its plastic pine needles over time. And Mm -hmm. parts of the branches were so bare, you could see the metal rods. But none of that really mattered to us because the tree symbolized the holidays for us. That's true. Ornaments were added here and there. And as Angelo mentioned, we're really not particular about the tinsel. And in fact, usually by the time in the decorating process, by the time we were adding the tinsel, we as children were getting kind of bored. So we would just kind of toss it on 
And sometimes there may or may not have been more tinsel on one side of the tree than the other. For Angelo, it seemed more important to have a real tree and more carefully placed decorations. And I must admit that the trees in our family home are always beautifully decorated, and that's primarily driven by my handsome husband, Angelo. Oh, Cindy, thank you. And I'm happy that he has this gift. And reflecting on this brings me me and both of us joy. The joy of knowing the care of taking on fixing up the, the decorations in our home that reflects the joy of the holy season of Christmas and our sacramental lives together. That's beautiful, Cindy. Friends listening, again, the message here is joy. That feeling of happiness that comes from the sharing as a married couple and family, the wonders of the holidays. In this case, we talked about decorating for Christmas as a couple. But the truth of the experience is that we are, as we are decorating our home and tree for Christmas, we brought Cindy and I closer together as we built, because of our different family of origins, something new just for us, a new tradition for our new family, our new lives together. And with this came the intimacy and joy of knowing that we are loved, and that this is this Christmas holiday we'll be celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that the joy, and that's the joy we've been talking about, the joy of, of, of love, the joy of love, of family, of, of the sacrament of marriage, and of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's right, Angelo. And as you mentioned, your sacrament of marriage and the new family that forms out of this sacrament can be a great source of new traditions. For example, when Angela and I were first married, I didn't know about the Advent wreath and the lighting of the candles the four weeks before Christmas. And that came as a new tradition for me and now is part of our family traditions. And even today, our adult children still enjoy how we bring out our Advent wreath and take turns praying and lighting the candles during those days before Christmas. It helps us to prepare our hearts and minds to celebrate our Lord's birth and the gift that he is to us. And the meaning and importance of Advent was something I was not familiar with prior to my marriage to Angelo. Advent is a time of hope and joy and asks us to self-reflect on what we do in our lives to bring more grace and light. And I am grateful to participate. And this tradition has enriched my faith. And enriched our lives as a couple. Right. And that's right, Cindy. The Advent wreath is something that has become a tradition in our home and it started when our children were young. This tradition is now multi-generational, right, with our grandson involved. Our grandson, Frank, now participates in the lighting of the Advent candles on the Advent wreath. We read prayers and sing hymns and our family loves this tradition, even though we have to sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And when we do so, well, sometimes we're on key, but... Mostly not. Mostly not. <laughs> and if we can, actually, listeners, if we can get everybody just to start at the same time, <laughs> that's an accomplishment. And uh, and it's the fact that, you know, it's really the fact that we're together preparing for Christmas holiday. And you can it just bring such joy and happiness. And another a topic about family and holidays is, is food. And in our house... It is a great compromise of English breakfast cooked by me in the morning and you cooking dinner. And of course, my English breakfast is based on the memories and flavors I grew up with in my family of origin, which includes eggs and bacon and mushrooms and tomatoes and toast and 
orange marmalade, all washed down with strong English tea. Okay, Cindy, I'm hungry right now. <laughs> this, this is my mouth is watering. Okay, keep going. I like talking about food, as you know. Yes, and the main uh, holiday dinner meal is always masterminded by Angelo. Dinner usually includes prime rib or turkey at Thanksgiving and mashed potatoes and stuffed rigatoni or gnocchi with pesto can also be included. I'm in charge of dessert. Friends and family are always generous in their sharing of their favorite dishes and as addition to a meal, which all adds up to something wonderful and delicious. And beautiful to see. That's right. Mm -hmm. And over the years, the number of people that have attended our holiday meal has really involved. In the beginning, it was usually just the two of us. And now we've gathered friends and family along the way. And sometimes we have up to 30 guests. And for Angelo growing up in a large Italian family, he was quite willing and used to having numerous people over for the holiday dinner. This is very different from me as my family was smaller and it was just the five of us here in the U.S. My parents are immigrants and we had no family here in the United States. So every holiday, it was really just the five of us around the table. And honestly, it took me a bit of getting used to having so many people in our home at holiday time. But during our almost 40 years of marriage, I have learned to love being surrounded by friends and family and sharing the gifts of holiday meals, prayers, and love with all. Yeah, this is joy. This is the joy of being together. This is the joy of a a love in a marriage and love uh, amongst our family and friends. That's right. And during the pandemic, we, of course could not have friends over. So it was just six of us due to the lockdown. Hmm. And you may recall, Angelo, that we decided to experiment with different meals and new recipes. I guess we were bored because of the lockdown, hey, Cindy? I guess Let's so. try something besides prime rib and turkey, huh? So I remember we had goose one Christmas dinner, mm-hmm. boar meat for New Year's Eve, and duck for one Easter dinner. And our adult kids have referred to this as our weird animal phase and have requested that we go back to our usual holiday (laughs) meals, showing again the importance of holiday traditions in our family. That's that's so true. And I and I remember them looking into the oven as the thing was whatever the thing was roasting. What is that? And I'm trying to think of uh, a cartoon. It was a Dr. Seuss or something where they sell these weird things being cooked. And so the kids would give it a try. But I love this. this The weird farm animal phase? Yeah, are we out of the weird farm animal phase? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) That's funny. And it brings a smile to my face even today. Our approach to holidays and traditions really changed, you know, over years together as husband and wife and uh, couples and friends listening. You can also think about your own lives and experience whether it's these uh, Thanksgiving holidays or Christmas holidays or even New Year's holidays, how it's different depending on where you are in your life, whether there's um, lots of people or a few people, whether it's a a New Year's celebration that we did one time, Cindy, with our friends where we were in a hotel, a, a big celebration in a hotel. I remember a grand ballroom and we were toasting or something much simpler now where yeah, I think we're both just getting ready to go to sleep. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Sometimes that sounds even better. Yeah, but but it's, that's that would be the New Year's kind of, and the joy was that we were together mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't have to be in a grand ballroom. We could just be together 
uh, sitting across from each other at a, a kitchen table for New Year's. But for the 4th of July, things were different. You know, it's really changed for us. We, we move uh, to an area in Orange County where they have huge holiday parties and and fireworks are exploded in the night sky, especially the areas near the beach uh, where, where our home is. And the neighborhood becomes crowded and and goes from very quiet to, to lots of people, lots of celebrations and all over the neighborhood and into the community. And in the 4th of July in our area, we have the big parade on Main Street, mm-hmm. um, which goes on for hours. I think it starts close to 7 a.m., or at least it seems like. And it seems like it goes to 1 p.m., at least it seems like. And it's just beautiful, and we're fortunate enough where we could just walk to the parade route. But we have people from all over all over the county to come for the parade. And, you know, then we have the barbecue in our backyard, and that's all part of the celebration of the 4th of July. And at, in the evening, we can walk then to uh, see the fireworks show there at, by the pier. And since my diaconate ordination... Uh, talking about a holiday that's a very important holiday to uh, our Catholic faith, the Paschal Mystery we celebrate on Easter. My approach Easter has also changed because prior to our ordination, Cindy and I would attend the Easter Vigil together, sit together as a couple, and we do enjoy taking communion together as a couple. But since my ordination, I'm blessed to serve as um, as a deacon along with the other deacons at the Easter Vigil. And Cindy will join me in the pews with the, uh, actually with another deacon, the other deacon wives who are mm-hmm. also sitting there in our parish. But Easter still remains very important to us uh, as a family. And the Easter vigil, I think, with the catechumens and uh, all that's happening on Easter uh, vigil, it's just a beautiful thing. Cindy, what do you remember about Easter vigil? Definitely, it's an example of things that have evolved over time. And during this show, you know, we've shared um, some of our experience with the joys of celebrating holidays together as a sacrament. We've talked about how our families of origin can impact new traditions that we form together as husband and wife once we're married. And while these new traditions may be different than um, what we grow up with, they are all Beautiful and uh-huh. new and unique to our family. A new creation. And that's what, you know, the, the blessings uh, of, a, of a sacramental marriage is the opportunity for new creation. And whether that's the blessing of, of children or the blessing of, you know, the way you approach life or the blessing of the new creation, which is uh, you as a sacrament, husband and wife. And it, it is a beautiful thing and, and part of our faith. Yeah. And the celebration of holidays as a couple with your family and friends reveals the joy of the many blessings that grow from the sacrament of matrimony and the welcoming of Jesus into our lives as a couple. So we now have a readings from uh, St. Paul's letter to the Romans, which is related to talking about the celebrating of holidays and the importance of holidays. St. Paul's letter to Romans chapter 14, verses 1 to 14. Welcome anyone who weak who is weak in faith, but not for disputes over opinions. One person believes that one may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. The one who eats must not despise the one who abstains, and the one who abstains must not pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment at 
on someone else's servant before his own master, he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. For one person considers one day more important than another, while another person considers all days alike. Let everyone be fully persuaded in his mind. Whoever observes the day observes it for the Lord, and whoever eats, eats for the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while whoever abstains, abstains for the Lord and gives thanks to God. None of us, none of us lives for oneself, and no one dies for oneself. For if we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For this is why Christ died and came to life, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Why then do you judge your brother or you who do not look down on your brother? Why do you look down on your brother? For we shall all stand before judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bend before me and every tongue shall praise, give praise to God. So then each of us shall give an account of himself to God. Then let us no longer judge one another, but rather resolve never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of our brother. I know and I am convinced in the Lord Jesus Christ that nothing is unclean in itself. Still, it is unclean for someone who thinks it's unclean. And when we talk about today's uh, discussion of the joy of the holidays, what does this bring to mind? When I reflect on this reading from St. Paul, I think this is a perfect reading for today's show. The line, whoever observes the day, observes it for the Lord. It's not about the food. It's not about the decorations. It's about the Lord. It's about celebrating Easter. It's about celebrating Christmas. And we need to focus more on what we are celebrating than how we are celebrating. And we need to maintain peace and encourage one another in this joy. Joy. Joy of the holiday. Joy of honoring the Lord and sharing our gifts and traditions of a, with each other. And Angela, what about you? Cindy, when we talk about the joy of celebrating the holidays, I find the passage from this reading of St. Paul's letter to the Romans, whoever observes the day observes it for the Lord. Also, whoever eats, eats for the Lord, since he gives thanks to, thanks to God. The joy of the holidays is a recognition, right? That all we have, the food we eat, the friends we have at the table, all our gifts, the family in our homes are a gift from God. That in recognize Jesus in our midst as a couple, as husband and wife, whatever the meal or celebration might be, whether it's secular, like Fourth of July or Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter, it's an opportunity to give thanks to God and to share then in his joy, the joy of his resurrection, that is his love for us and the salvation he brings. And whether the holidays is a secular one, as I said, like the Fourth of July, or a high religious one, the Paschal Mystery of Easter, it is a time for us as a family, as a sacramental couple especially, for great joy. And as we close today's show, we hope those listening heard about the importance of recognizing the presence of Christ in our sacramental marriage. We found the love of our new traditions in our family over the 40 years of our sacrament. 
We spoke about how sacramental couples can find a deeper love and intimacy through the practice of holiday traditions mm-hmm. that affect our marriage. And we are reminded of the true meaning of each religious holiday through the gift of our faith. And as we close today's show, we look forward to our next show with you where we'll continue to talk about marriage and the enrichment of our sacrament. And we ask that if you enjoyed today's podcast, we invite you to share with your friends, to join future Wedding Bands podcast on Spirit-Filled Radio. And as we close uh, this show today, uh, I think of the, um, the hymn, Joy to the World. And we're talking about in this podcast, the joy, really the joy to your marriage of celebrating holidays together. And let's close now with a, a prayer to Holy Mary, Queen of Families, Mother of our Savior, as we ask you to pray for us and other couples with the words, Hail, Hail Mary, full, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks so much for joining, and until next time, take care. We'll talk with you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Wedding Bands on Spirit-Filled Radio. If this program has been a blessing to you, please share it with others. You can find the podcast at spiritfilledradio.org. That's spiritfilledradio.org. And be sure to download the app. Until next time, may your marriage be blessed with love and joy this day and always. inspiration today? Listen to this exchange between Spirit-Filled Radio's Deacon Steve Greco and Catholic evangelist Barbara Heil. You know, he did not give his whole life so that you can live half of one. Amen. I love that. I love that. I haven't haven't heard that one before. That's because you just met me. Oh, my. Praise (laughs) the Lord. Hallelujah. That's the truth. And he is not satisfied with me just knowing about him. He wants me to know him. And he does the healing in my life. For more information, check us out at SpiritFilledEvents.com. That's SpiritFilledEvents.com. Spirit-Filled Radio is in partnership with the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange, Southern California. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.